If you're ready to fix your life and to finally start living up to your potential, to become happy, fulfilled, and truly satisfied, then you've come to the right place because there is so much more in you. There is so much more that you're capable of that you're not tapping into right now. And I'm sure that you feel at least a little bit of guilt or resentment towards yourself in that you haven't been doing all that you could. Well, today we're gonna go over the four main areas, the big four that you need to cover in order to really give yourself that ultimate feeling of fulfillment. And we're gonna close some loops and some open-ended questions that might be swirling around in the back of your head. So the first thing that I want you to be aware of before we even go into all of this is that if your mindset is I just need to feel happy or be rich or have a six pack or get married and then I'll be all good, I'll be set, right? then you're probably wrong because one area of success does not equal fulfillment, does not equal you really feeling like your life is on track. In fact, it can make you feel unbalanced and guilty and bad because you're doing really well over here, but in other areas of your life, you're struggling. And then you get imposter syndrome and all other kinds of nonsense. So we wanna make sure that we don't just work one muscle in your body, we want to get even and distributed growth. That doesn't mean that you can't focus on one area at a time and master one area at a time, but then you also need to maintain the other ones. If you completely neglect something, then what you'll find is it deteriorates rather quickly. So this obsessive nature, this need to get to an extreme outcome really, really quickly, it's actually what sinks our progress. And so if you want true fulfilling growth, don't get fixated on just one thing it won't give you that total package and that true fulfillment. If you're living in a state where you're constantly saying, once I get this, then I'll be this, or if I get this, then I can feel satisfied, happy, fulfilled, whatever word you wanna use, then you are torturing yourself and you are making your experience miserable. You've gotta enjoy the steps and the road to where you're going and not only focus on the end outcome and result, it will not make you feel good. You also have to think about your ideals and your goals and whether or not they're truly yours or if somebody else created them and handed them down to you. Now the immediate thought that might come to mind is your family or the people that you grew up with closest to you, but you should also think about what you've seen on social media, in movies, right? Just everywhere. All the impressions that you've had of what you should achieve by the age that you are, or all the things that are supposed to make you happy, all the things that are supposed to give you that feeling of fulfillment, they might not. And this is about being honest with yourself. Who are you really? And what do you truly value? If you can't answer that question, then you might not be ready for the next step. And you might need to spend a little bit of time just asking yourself, what do I enjoy? What is meaningful to me? What makes me feel truly fulfilled? Not stimulated, not kind of like I'm indulging and doing something dirty and I get a high off of it. Something that really leaves you feeling like a better person than what you were before you started doing it. Also, question whether or not you're carrying a lot of unnecessary weight. Maybe something along the lines of 33 kilos or 72 pounds that's how much physical weight I was carrying. 
that I ended up losing and burning off that fat, but mentally, you know, I have a client who actually put a backpack filled with bricks by his front door because it was there to remind him of all the weight that he had lost. So he kept the backpack weighing the right amount so that it would always remind him of how much he had gotten rid of, how much unnecessary heavy weight was getting in his way. And every day he'd, you know, walk past that door or walk through that door and lift it up and, you know, hey, do I want to carry this around? Does this feel good? No, of course not. So that was motivation to keep him on track. But you also have to think about trauma. Trauma is mental baggage. And if you have a bunch of anxiety or if you're unhappy or if there are people in your life that bully you or make you feel bad in some way, maybe you don't even label it as that. Maybe you don't think of it as that, but it can still be affecting you so, so negatively. Whether it's negative thought loops and patterns that keep spinning, all of this needs to be addressed and worked through. Either you can work with a therapist or a psychiatrist or a psychologist, or you can work with a coach, someone like myself, but you need someone to come in and process and work through what's going on on the inside, in your mind, because trauma will lock you up. It'll stifle you and it'll make you feel like you can't do what you want when you're really capable. You have the resources, you just don't have the resourcefulness when you get in your own way, your mind will block you. You will feel physical symptoms and pain when you try to do the thing that you know you need to do. And overall, you'll just be a wreck. So you gotta get past this. Think about who you wanna become. Who is the perfect version of you, your ideal self? And of course, we don't wanna obsess with that and think, okay, let's get every little nitty gritty detail just right. Then I'll be the perfect version of myself and then I can have everything I want, but rather, something to aspire to when you're making decisions. Someone who you would look up to giving you advice and saying, is this a good choice or not? When you know, you're holding that cookie in your hand, whether or not you should eat it, depending on what your ideal self looks like physically or how that person feels. Maybe when you're making an investment or you're scared to make one and it's there saying, hey, the ideal self has wealth and abundance, no fear, total conviction, and your own abilities. You've got to define that. And this is something you sit down with for 30 minutes or 15 minutes, and you just write, who do I want to become? How do I want to carry myself? What am I striving to really achieve? Sure, but what version of myself will be able to achieve those things? That's just as important. Otherwise, you'll be this weak version of you trying to chase after your goals that are much higher than you and they're on the pedestal and they're so far away and it feels really difficult. We level the playing field by stepping into who we want to become ultimately. That way, if we can behave like that person now, then we can have the results and the yield that that person will have in the future. And it's not fake it until you make it. It's really stepping into and believing that, hey, I'm capable of being this person because you have it in you. The seed is already there. If you can imagine yourself becoming your ideal self, then yes, of course you can do it. It's not even that hard. Next, you gotta think about your habit stack because every day you're voting for who you want to become. And that lines up with the ideal you. If you don't have a stack, if you don't have routines that continuously create momentum in favor of who you're trying to become, 
then you're just doing random things and hoping that you get what you want someday? That doesn't really work too well, you know? That's painful. What you'll find is that you're bashing your head against the wall made of bricks. And then you're bleeding. And then you have a concussion. And then you pass out. So, why create pain and resistance when it can be a much smoother ride by just automating things? Letting your autopilot behavior become positive and constructive instead of destructive and getting in your own way. Think about what can I do every day that takes me one step closer. And with these four major areas, the big four, you can create one habit for each. Craft one yourself, but some of the examples that I could give you is if you're trying to get fit, track your calories every day or make sure you work out every day, maybe both. If you're trying to get into a state of mental well-being and you want a strong state of mind, meditate every day or journal your thoughts and then, you know, really be constructive with that too. Think about what would be better thoughts. What can I replace my old thinking patterns with? This applies to every area. You need something that you do that creates a vote for who you want to become. Otherwise, you'll stay who you are because you'll keep voting as you are for the same person that you're being right now and you won't grow. Now, the first of the big four is your state of mind because everything else feels much easier when you feel good about yourself. If you feel good, it's easy to do good. If you feel bad, well, the same applies. You'll probably do bad things, make bad choices, bad decisions that lead to bad outcomes, bad results, and you're not happy. And now you're frustrated with yourself because you weren't in the right headspace. Doesn't matter how well trained you are, if you're a professional athlete and you're playing your sport, you'll probably underperform if your state of mind isn't good. It's not really probably, you will. It's inevitable because how you think largely determines how you act, which then determines your results. So if we can't influence and control how we're thinking, we can't influence our outcomes. We can't hope to get the results that we want because we're in no control of the basic, most needed thing to influence. You and your mind, that has to come first. So ask yourself, do you feel happy on a day-to-day -day basis? What would you rate your mood from one to 10? One being, I don't want to be on this planet anymore. And 10 being, my experience is literally perfect, bliss, ecstatic, right? Every day is incredible. And of course, it varies from day to day. I'm asking you for the average, not the peak and the valley. Think about that a little bit and maybe rate yourself. And if it's not a good score, if you're not happy, with the score, then let's change it. And the question that I'll ask you is quite simple. The answer will probably be rather complex. What would make you happier on a day-to-day -day basis? What would make you enjoy your life more? Maybe instead of working out at the gym every day, you play the sport that you love most. Maybe instead of meditating in a way that feels like a chore, you make it fun through guided exercises. It's the simple little tweaks that make the big difference. We often overlook those things because we're so focused on the big result, the big breakthrough, but all the little things that go unnoticed are what add up to that breakthrough. So make sure you start noticing them. Also, can we create more alignment between your thoughts, your words, and your actions? Because right now there's a chance that it's a bit out of whack. 
maybe you're not really thinking the same things as what you're saying and then you're doing something totally different. When you align these three, when you think, say, and do the same thing, you will feel peace. You will feel a sense of ease, really, because everything will feel less stressful. You're not being three different people anymore. You actually are on the road towards your goals, but your mind is on your side and the people around you also know clearly where you're headed and they can much, much better give you that support to make your journey a little bit easier. Frame your perspective too. Think about, you know, how do I view the world? And do I think about people as my enemies that I need to prove wrong and overcome everything and show them how great I am and that they ever doubted me, you know, they're gonna pay. That's a really dark frame that's gonna make your journey towards your goals and feeling good day to day really difficult. You're making it difficult for yourself by believing and buying into that. So maybe fix that up a bit and say, oh, people are there to help me and they wanna support me if I support them, right? And there can be balance. There can be an equilibrium. There can be joyous interactions with other human beings instead of resistance and pain. Now, maybe yours is brighter than that. I'd hope so. But regardless, question whether or not you can brighten it up some more. Because if your perspective gets better, what you're doing will get better. If you think about practicing an instrument as a chore that's annoying, where you have to, you know, try to learn the technique and get it just right, which is, by the way, how I used to view playing the piano when I was younger, <laughs> I would make very little progress. Then I started playing the guitar, and I loved it because it was cool, it was easy, it felt like fun. I was able to interact with more people and get to know more people. Huh, why did I enjoy the guitar so much more? Perspective. Because I viewed the piano as a chore, it became a chore, I could have had the same experience. It's a pretty similar environment. Actually, the same environment that I was learning those two in. But one, I created pressure and pain on myself because of how I viewed it, because I felt like I was pushed into it. And on the other side, it felt easy and natural. Maybe you're doing that to yourself right now. Maybe you're creating pressure and pain on something that doesn't have to be that way. Maybe it can be fun and light and enjoyable. Another thing that helps with that too is knowing your why. Are you doing this so that you can look cool? Are you proving everybody wrong? Are you doing it so that you can finally forgive yourself for all the mistakes you made in the past? Or is it out of inspiration? Because you feel called to. Because it's fun. Because it engages your mind and challenges you. That's a lot better of a reason. We could get even stronger than that. Maybe it's to support the people that you love most. Maybe it's to make an impact and a legacy in the world that changes the lives of generations to come. Who knows? Only you know. What's your why? Once you've figured that out, let's move over to health. Of course, if you're not taking care of yourself physically, if your body isn't in good shape, then again, you will feel miserable because you're not covering the base necessity of being in a good physical state. So, is your body fit and healthy? One to 10. If it's lower on the scale, you'll need more focus here. You need to put some time and attention. Maybe you've done really well in other areas. For example, you could be really wealthy, have great relationships, even have good mental health. You can be in a great state of mind, but your body's neglected. 
you haven't been working out, you haven't been eating right. And it's funny because we give up our health so that we can get success in other areas, for example, to get really wealthy. But then we have to buy back our health with the money that we've made. Much harder transaction, much more difficult to get right, and you're probably more likely to lose here. Because if you need surgery, now you've put yourself in a situation that you might have avoided by just preventing it, right? It sounds super basic, but it's easy to just let this slide and let it slide because you don't notice anything. If you eat at McDonald's tomorrow, you'll be okay the next day. What if you eat at McDonald's once a week for a month? Eh, you'd probably be fine. What if you eat at McDonald's every single day for five years in a row? Do you see where I'm going with this? It slips subtly and it goes unnoticed. Easy to do, easy not to do. You know, they say an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Well, maybe it really can be that simple to just focus a little bit on your health, raise it by a couple of notches and then every other area will benefit so much from it. Remember that, you know, to the healthy man or to the healthy woman, there's all these goals, there's all these dreams and aspirations, all these things that they want to do. However, to the unhealthy, they just want their health back. They just want to feel good again in their body. They just want to be able to walk or see. And you forget how much that's worth when you're in a good state or a decent condition. Don't neglect it and make it fun to do the right thing. Again, instead of pushing yourself and making yourself miserable by maybe going to the gym every single day, you could play sports. Maybe instead of having to go for a run, maybe you don't enjoy that, maybe you love it, then you should go for a run, forget what I said, but maybe you could do a different kind of cardio, you know? Maybe you could do video game cardio like Ring Fit Adventure on Nintendo Switch. This is not an ad, I promise. <laughs> but you should check that out if you like video games and you want to work out. Pretty good one. Think about other ways where you can make it fun to do what you want to do. I had a client recently who uh, took up boxing instead of going to the gym, and he's loving it. I've had tons of clients who have switched to sports instead of working out in a boring way that they don't enjoy, and they meet new people, they connect with yeah, like-minded people a lot of the time, but also they expand their social circle, they expand their confidence, their social acuity, and then they improve in the sport that they enjoy. All of a sudden, life is just even more fun. And you're having a good time, and you're getting the end outcome and result, maybe even a better one, but you're doing it in a way that you love. Much better, right? Funny how that works. Doing things that are fun, that give you the result that you want, usually works out better than doing something you hate to get something that you want. And then you probably give up halfway anyway because you didn't like doing it. Make it hard to do the wrong things. Because if it's easy to do the wrong things, you'll do them. Big surprise. We don't have that much willpower. We think we do. We like to you know, believe that there's so much integrity and discipline and we can just keep ourselves on track. But if you sit with cake in front of you for long enough and you're hungry, you're probably gonna eat it. It's just what happens, human nature. So hide your naughty snacks in someone else's house, okay? Just don't even have them at your place. 
temptation will take over eventually with enough repetition. If it's around you, no matter how disciplined you are, you're just draining yourself and making it really hard for you. Why? So you can test yourself and prove to yourself how strong you are? Very cool. No, it's not cool. If you didn't get the uh, sarcasm, <laughs> please don't do this to yourself. Don't create a situation where you're at a disadvantage when you don't need to. There's no purpose behind that. Now with the relationships, I think you really need to focus on fulfillment. Not how many people do you know, not how many connections do you have, because they're meaningless, right? How many people know about you doesn't mean much, but how much someone knows about you. Now that's a little different. So how many fulfilling relationships do you have? How many truly meaningful relationships have you built throughout your life so far? And I'm not saying that you should focus on increasing the count necessarily, because even just one would be great. But do you have any relationships that truly fill you with joy? Maybe a sense of adventure, maybe excitement for the future. People that really brighten up your life and make it better. You need them around you because you're a social creature. And remember, the lone wolf dies alone. You don't want to be alone. That's not how you create the optimal life. Isolating yourself, pulling back, becoming an introvert, defining yourself as introvert, all really great ways to become unhappy. Master relationships, put time and energy in and rate it again from one to 10. Where am I at right now? Am I happy? Am I fulfilled in my relationships? Then what's one thing that I could do every day to make my relationships better? For a lot of people, it's as simple as one hour of quality time with their partner because they don't even spend that a day. They're too busy working and doing other things and life is so busy. And I don't mean one hour on the couch watching a movie or a TV show, it's like half a movie, but really think about what would be something meaningful that we can do together. Maybe something adventurous, maybe something fun, maybe something a little different, just to create depth and purpose. Maybe you change who it's with. So you do it with different people and not the same person every day. Or maybe you make it two, three hours, a couple of times a week. Be creative and think about what suits your schedule and the type of person that you are, but challenge yourself. Step it up, find your tribe too, explore. Maybe you don't have the right people in your life because you haven't met enough people. And if that's the case, go to networking events and join social groups, again, play sports, or anything where people gather. Whatever your interests are, you know, bees of a, or birds of a feather rather, <laughs> flock together. So just make sure that you're exploring and putting yourself in an environment where there's an opportunity to meet people who you'd get along with. Put yourself out there a little bit more. Don't just stay in your lane, careful, cozy, comfy, cushiony. You know your people. Expand a little bit, challenge yourself. Also remember that this affects, for example, wealth. You probably make the average of the five people that you hang out with the most in income every year. It just happens to be that, you know, we kind of find people who will match our beliefs, our goals, our ambitions, and we just slot somewhere in there and then we maintain. Challenge yourself to find people who are ahead who are doing more than you. Not so that you can feel bad and compare yourself, but rather so that you can step up and grow and create an opportunity for growth. 
because that's what you want. That's why you're here, right? That's why you're listening to this. Quality time, like we talked about earlier, with new people will create rapid growth in that relationships, in that relationship. It will deepen that relationship, give it more meaning. It'll create a stronger connection right off the bat. And all of a sudden you'll feel like a lot of that early getting to know somebody phase just goes out the window and it's like you've known each other forever. So see if you can get that in because it'll speed up the process greatly. Final area is wealth. And really we have to ask, are you financially abundant? Do you feel free? Or do you have to work for a paycheck? Do you have to work really hard so you can survive? Do you have to grind and hustle in your business? Because if that's the case, it creates tension all over your whole entire life. And that's going to then negatively impact how you feel mentally. You're going to neglect your health. You're going to neglect the people you care about because you got to stay alive. You got to pay the bills. But if you increase your value to the marketplace, if you learn new skills, if you get better at what you're doing, then all of a sudden you can get paid a whole lot more. Self-education is the easiest way to do that. Instead of waiting for somebody to take your hand and lead you to the promised land, just focus on improving things that the market will pay you for. Focus on skills that are actually worth something like sales and marketing and you know, maybe public speaking, depending on what career path you're taking and what you're doing, of course, but question yourself. What do high earners in my field do differently than everybody who stays on the lower level? Then do it. It'll work. It's already proven. Remember that you're always giving up time. So make sure it's traded for something that's worthwhile. Don't trade it for a skill that's going to become obsolete. Try to focus on things that are really worth something in the long term, not gimmicks and new trends, because a lot of time those go away. And to try to keep up with that, you're going to have to do a lot of work and the reward is small. Think depth in areas that will stay around for a long time. Remember that value equals money. So what's valuable? to the people who pay you because somebody's paying you something, right? So how do you increase your value to them so that they can give you more money and feel good about it? They want to give you more money if you're worth more. And you can also become a guaranteed millionaire. You just have to make a decent income. You don't even have to get really wealthy by working or building a grand business. If you get 15% interest on 1K invested per month, you'll have 1.2 million. The only problem is it'll take about 20 years, but 20 years will go by either way. Now, if you raise how much you invest, maybe you double that, or maybe you get slightly better interest, you could do it either way, but you can make it inevitable. And 1K a month is doable. You can make 1K a month from so many different sources. There's no excuse, even with minimal time invested. So don't let yourself make the excuse that, oh, that's too much, that's too difficult, that's out of my range. It's definitely not, not for anybody listening to this. You can do it. You can also just go faster by earning more and pumping in way more money, right? <laughs> just being more aggressive. That works too. Save more money. You can always go faster if that's what you want and you're hungry for it. But make your desired result inevitable and predictable. Don't let it be left up to chance. Don't give yourself the opportunity to fall through and to not get what you want. This goes back to what will you do every single day to vote so that you will become the person that you want to be. So you will have what you want out of your life and not be stuck for another day, another moment, because you shouldn't be.
Now, if you wanna go even faster and you wanna just elevate your growth to a whole nother level, you want me to coach you personally every week and hold you accountable to your goals, make sure that you're doing what you say you're gonna do and get the results that you want, then head over to eraphael.com. The link is in the description. You can book a one-on-one -on -one consultation with me personally. We'll talk, see if it's a good fit. And if we are, we'll work together. I have clients that I've been coaching for seven, almost eight years in a row now. You know, we've kept working together. It's been incredible. I have clients that stay with me for a few months. We get great results. Then we're done. They're happy. I don't know what type of person you are or how we might best work together, but I invite you to come find out. Just jump on the free call. Let's see if we're a good fit. And I think I might just be able to help you because if you enjoyed this, working with me one-on-one -on -one is a very elevated version of this much more intense one too but it creates a lot of results so finally i just want you to remember be patient with yourself don't create too much pressure don't create too much tension because it doesn't serve it just gets in the way time will either be your greatest foe or your greatest ally if you set up your habit stack if you plan out your goals if you look at all the areas and you look at where you really need to improve you line it all up and you follow through, there's no way you don't get what you want. By making it inevitable, time is your friend. By making it random and unpredictable, time becomes your enemy because the more time goes by and you're on the wrong track, the more likely you're gonna end up somewhere where you don't wanna be, the more resentment and hate you feel towards yourself. Let's not do that, okay? So implement this. I know it'll make a major shift, a quantum leap in your life. I hope that you enjoyed it. I'll catch you on the next one.